Episode 93, Wayne in with Travis Hartman. I am B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Travel. Coming to you from the TH Boxing Facility, the second floor of said gym in the podcast studio. Weekend Travel, good to see you in person. What's up, B-Money? Uh, not a whole heck of a lot other than the fact of episode 93. We're going to jump right in here in a moment, folks. We got a lot to talk about. Pretty jam-packed show. We have uh, the, the recap of Teofimo Lopez and Pedro Campa. Obviously, Xander Zayas, we're big and high on that guy. A recap of his fight with Elias Espadas from last night. And then also uh, just a quick coverage uh, point on the bragging rights pay-per-view from Undisputed Promotions that was here in Orlando. And then last but not least, we'll talk heavyweights weekend draft. Big fight coming up this weekend with Alexander Yusik and Anthony Joshua from, s- from Saudi Arabia. So we can try. Before we jump in, I'm going to keep doing my little spiel here. Thank you so much to the subscriber base that we have and our followers. We do appreciate you all. Please, if you have yet to do so, if you have yet to do so, subscribe below. Hit the like button. Hit the follow button. Hit the subscribe button. Whatever medium you're finding us on, whether it's YouTube, Rumble, on iHeartRadio, Spotify, the audio source of stuff, all the podcast audio sources, we are there, folks. Trust me, I know because our we got a, the we got the bill for the service that pushes everything out. <laughs> so we paid that pretty easily. Yeah. How do we pay that? I don't know. We always pay it. Oh, okay. Anyways, paying it forward. Yeah, paying it forward. So uh, weekend, Trav. What's up, B Money? was what a weekend. It was a great weekend. It was a pretty solid weekend. I go through a lot of stuff at the beginning of every episode. This is episode ninety-three. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I forget to mention weekend Trav attire. I don't want to do that today. Okay. I'm going to draw attention to the pink ensemble with the pink flamingos <laughs> and the pink flowers on it. Very, very pink. I'm feeling pink today. Hmm. I heard real men wear pink. Oh, well, they do. They do. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's okay. true. Well, I don't know if it's true. I mean, it's probably just a myth that it's been <sighs> debunked. Jeez. Okay. So, it's already starting off nice. It is starting off nice. I will also mention the uh, the bourbon whiskey we are drinking at the end of the show as well. Thanks to Wine Regions out in Claremont for hooking, uh, hooking us brothers up. The brothers over there at Wine Regions in Claremont for all of your wine and spirits and beer needs. They're they're great places. I don't think guys. They have a, they have like it's a five thousand square foot building that has wine, bourbon, and all of your alcohol. Yeah, I don't that. I so mean, there's a lot there. That's not their slogan. What from, I guys. what I just said, but it sounded pretty neat. Because <laughs> he's a neat. I'm a guy. neat guy. So we can travel. Uh, I'm done rambling about the t- typical intro stuff of episode 93 of the number one rated beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym, specifically on the second floor of said boxing gym, specifically in the podcast room, shot on a Sunday or Monday. Today is Sunday, dropping on Wednesday morning, 7.15 Eastern Standard Time. In the world. world. In the world. That's uh, where we are. That is our top uh, niche demographic, top demographic. That's where we are, number one show. Um, we can travel. Let's talk about the fight card that was on ESPN Plus last night in Las Vegas, uh, headlined by Tifima Lopez and Pedro Campa, but co-main event was Xander Zayas and Elias Espada. So let's talk about that fight first. We've talked about Xander it. Zayas many times on the show. We're high on this product. This kid has a, has a lot of skill. We think he's the next big thing out of Puerto Rico, and he has the skill to to back that up. We can travel. What'd you see? Oh my gosh, he's got the skill. He's got the age. He's got everything. The kid's nineteen years old. He's just shy of twenty. Be money now. He's fourteen and zero. Um, and last night was nothing less than impressive, man. I, I said this on the show. 
He was for sure supposed to win, okay? I wasn't taking that away. The guy's like 22-4, and four, I think, who he's fighting. Never been stopped before. Yep. Very rugged, hardcore, good fighter. Good fighter. Never been stopped. So I, I said it on the show, I was like, I don't think he's going to stop him. It's an eight-rounder, scheduled for eight. I don't think Xander's going to stop him. However, if Xander does stop him, that's impressive. Yeah. And what did he do? He stopped the guy. He stopped him. Questionable stoppage. I got to throw that out there because, in my opinion, it was very questionable. He dropped the guy early with a check left hook. And then in that final round that he uh, knocked him out, I think it was five or six maybe. But anyway, it was an overhand right. Caught the guy clean. The guy was – they were clean knockdowns. The guy got up. He looked 100% fresh to me. Mm. Looked at the ref. The ref looked at him. ref said, no, it's over. So nobody's complaining because at the end of the day, he was going to beat the guy. So that's why I'm not taking any credit away. But I do think it wasn't a terrible stoppage, but I think it was a smidge early. Yeah, I think they should have let it go a little longer because – I think that Xander's eyes was on point. Yeah. His punches were on point. He started coming on, I would say, around towards the end of round two. He was trying to figure out his timing with this guy for a bit. And actually, Xander's eyes, while he has so much skill level, there are a few things still need to, that need to be left out worked on. Yeah, tons of times he left the right side of his face open, and he got popped a few times. You saw it towards he got the end. Touched, he did. You yeah, saw it at the, the end of the fight. You saw the guy, it. Was, the guy was touching him. Um, but I would say I kind of agree with you that it was an early stoppage. However, we don't know what goes on in the ring. The, the ref, whatever it was, he didn't like what he was seeing at that point. He was right in front of Espadas' face when he called it. Who knows? We can travel. But but you're I, right, Russell. And Russell Moore has been around. Russell Moore is a veteran referee, and. I don't like to be harping on referees when they do a bad job. I, like I said, I don't think it was a terrible stop. It wasn't a Rancis Bartholomew terrible no, decision. No, 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 no. But I do think it needed to be noted that this other guy, he didn't come to lay down. Espadas didn't come to lay down. He got right back up oh, and was yeah. like, hey, I'm ready to fight. He didn't look – and this is – I'm more trying to defend him, I think, than, mm. than the referee in the decision. I'm more trying to say this guy wanted to fight. Oh, he absolutely. He got back up. He looked clear-eyed to me from TV, mm-hmm. staying at home comfortable on my couch. He looked clear-eyed. You're 100% correct, though. Sometimes – the referee sees more than we see. However, he may, he may have answered the referee in a different language. And, and, <laughs> you and you could be right, but Tim Bradley, former world champion, sure. he was ringside. Sure. He saw the same thing that referee saw, and he agreed. He was First like, "Hey," of his mouth. he yep. was like, "Hey, that was an early." And I agree, and I actually don't agree with Tim Bradley a lot. I agree with him there, and I was like, "Listen, it was an early stoppage." But is anybody going to be upset? No, because Xander Zayas put on a clinic, put on a show. He's got pinpoint punching power. Yeah, yeah. He's got speed. He's got athleticism. He's got good looks. He's 19 years old, B money. <sighs> that is incredible. 14 and 0. 19 years old. Just blo- I didn't even turn pro until I was 20, and the, that was early. This guy, we can trap, and we, like I said, we have talked about Xander Zayas on this program several times. Go back in several episodes ago. We have been talking about this kid. Dude, last year we talked about him. He's the total package. He will be the total package. He's got a few things to clean up. Self-admittedly, he's ready to get back in the gym now, like day one. He wants to get back in there and continue to uh, clean up his craft. Man, Puerto Rico, you got to be excited for this kid. Goals, goals. He wants to headline. He wants to headline in Madison Square Garden on Puerto, uh, Puerto Rican Pride Day. He should. Yeah. I would. I'd imagine next year that should be the case. So they better. They better start the planning now yeah. <laughs> for this kid. And here's the deal. And this is why he deserves that because he's more deserving, in my opinion, Don't, again, over Berlanga. Why are we going to bring his name know, up into this? I know because I just because I feel like Xander already deserved it, and they gave it to Berlanga. No, I don't because think he, he deserved. I don't think he deserved it yet. 
You're right. He did earn it probably last night. I think last night with his impressive victory, I think he earned that because he is only, he was only 13 and 0. We can't be giving things to the guys so early, but at, we did give it to the very Orlando least weekend trap. At the very least, his next fight, which would be before that, I think he's at least earned a main event spot on, let's say, another ESPN Plus car or yeah. something like that. Maybe yeah. not pay-per-view yet. He's a headliner, though. But I think he's a headliner on one of these shows. It was an excellent quality show from ESPN Plus and those guys over at Top Bob Rank. Bob Ehrman, Top yeah. Rank. They, they, as much as I like to give Bob Ehrman a lot of grief, because I do in the past, because he's made some iffy decisions, this was a, a very good card. I enjoyed the co-main event and the main event, which was uh, Xander Zayas, who... Go back to our episodes. We we should I should find one of them where I honestly think that I remember we were talking about Berlanga or Zayas and I was like, hey, it's Zayas, man. Do not put your stock in Berlanga. And people were built up to believe that they'll top rank and were promoted because they're they're trying to sell That's you for sure. But it is the point, and they did a very good job. Yep. But Xander Zayas, long story short, the kid has the potential to be a superstar, but also. He, in my opinion, is the next big thing out of yeah. Puerto Rico. I, if anything, I respect the gym ethic. He's an animal on the gym. Yep. Okay, so you got to respect that. When you don't find a lot of uh, personal stuff out there on the socials and put out there public because he's only in the gym working, that says a yep. lot. I got to respect that. And he's that. 19. The work yeah. ethic of the old school mentality type of fighter to do stuff like that, that's what you got to respect. The kid's 19. That's incredible. So he def- he got the W last night. I believe it was fourth round. Fifth round. Fifth, fifth round? Fifth round TKO, yep. Are you sure fifth round? Yep. Okay, well, either way, B-Money went ahead and took home some money because I decided to take a little prop bet on this. I had the under five and a half rounds for Xander Zayas winning, uh, so I was well able done. to take home some some cash i, I got a little that, worried i thought that fight was gonna go the distance got a little worried in around the third or fourth i'm like this guy is like yeah yeah but he started uh popping around a good amount and lo and behold b money is raining down the money dollar dollar bills dollar. we almost went to the club and threw ones of tens of dollars frankly it was only ten dollars but i still won <laughs> um so we can travel let's go ahead and move on shift our focus to what was the main event of the same card on espn plus out of las vegas we had the what do they call it the uh resurrection the, the second takeover. coming the, the takeover. takeover to take back yeah, teofimo lopez taking on pedro campa in the main event teofimo lopez moving up to the 140s for this uh we can travel a lot of hype behind him coming off of that loss to Cambosis, trying to rewrite the ship, if yeah. you will. Uh, what did you see out of Teofimo Lopez in this fight? Inside that ring, I, I saw a very focused, a very talented um, Teofimo Lopez that I'm used to seeing when he the, the same Teofimo that we saw beat Lomachenko. Mm. I saw that ability in his fight. He looked good. His punches were snappy. He was fast. His reaction speeds were there, mm-hmm. and at times he was having a blast in that ring you could see him clowning around joking which means he got comfortable which is a good thing though when a fighter that magnitude and that talent gets comfortable in the ring with you you're in trouble yeah he's comfortable now a couple rounds took a couple rounds for him to get comfortable but yeah yeah Yeah. we saw that once he got comfortable and started kind of clowning around a little bit he was entertaining it was fine i didn't mind it he was very comfortable and i know that feeling man you're on an unreal high he went through some dark times uh tfomo did his own words um but in that ring Specifically, his boxing ability and his talent right there, it was phenomenal. He looked phenomenal. But that 140-pound division, it's phenomenal. So you're going to have to look phenomenal times a trillion because it's a very stacked division. But I like that because even though I don't think Tia was at the top of that division yet, 
I think that nobody, in my opinion, really stands out that I could say 100% owns that division. Josh Taylor's there. He's got to be probably the favorite because he's bigger, longer, rangier. But he's got to he's got to right, uh, so to speak, wrong. He's having a rematch with Catterall, who everybody thought he lost. By the way, he didn't. Um, but the judges said he won. But uh, Tiafomo, I think what he did last night was it was huge for his confidence. It was huge for his fan base mm-hmm. and. I don't want to comment on his uh, his ring, um, his boxing build anymore. There's a lot of stuff that happened outside that guy's life. That mm-hmm. they, you, if you watch that, Mark Kriegel did a one-on-one. At ESPN guy did a one-on-one with him and went through a lot of stuff. Supposedly there was some like medical issues going into the Cambosis fight, and I don't know if it's true or not. They claim that it was 100 percent true. Fine, be money. I have a problem with what his dad said. Mm. Okay, my father has been my trainer since I've been amateur, all the mm. way to pro, mm-hmm. and I never one time doubted that he had my safety and my well-being at the forefront. He didn't. My dad cared more about that than anything else, which is what you want from your corner, right? I only bring this up because there was a statement made by his dad, and I think I hate to say this, but I think his dad might be in the way of TFML's growth emotionally and mm. professionally. Mm-hmm. And I say that because Mark Kriegel set him down, the dad, and asked the dad, you know, what happened? Why did you have him fight if you knew he was hurt going into that fight? Because they knew that he was injured um, going into that. And the dad was like, well, I didn't want my son not to talk to me anymore. That was his comment, B-Money. As every fighter out there that heard that, I guarantee you every fighter knows in that ring, they're like, listen, we want to go to battle. We will die out there. We will. If you let us, we will die out there. That's just our mentality. Right or wrong, that's the mentality of a prize fighter. We right. go out there. We need somebody we trust and we love that's going to keep us from dying. Well, we're going, I know it's, it's, it's tragic, but they said that Tiafomo, the injury that he had, he had extra air in his lungs yeah. and a torn. They said that literally he could have died. In that. And Tiafomo in this interview said the same thing. So what? He goes, good. He goes, I would have done it again. But your dad and your trainer and your coach, they need to be there to protect you from yourself. His dad didn't do that. We've, we've talked a bit about his father here before and how he's basically a distraction at a certain point. Does he motivate his son? Yes. There's no well, – we're not going to question the, uh, um, the ability for his father to work on him on the physical side of things. I think they work well together. I think he pushes him. He drives his son physically. But he's become such a major distraction we can trap. When we watched that fight last night, I couldn't even I – was, I wasn't even looking at uh, Teofimo Lopez. I was looking at his dad wearing the sequence gold jumpsuit, looking flashy and stylish like he's the fighter. When they put belts on Teofimo's shoulders after the fight, when he won these regional belts, whatever they were, and his dad jumps in front of him for the cameras, gets in front of his son, who's the one that did the work, Okay. And he makes it about himself far too often, this yeah. guy. And he's become a distraction. It's almost like um, in the NBA world uh, years ago, that LeVar Ball guy with, uh, with all his sons, which I think one or two of his sons has actually been pretty good in basketball at this point. Yeah, I don't know. We yeah. don't watch the NBA. We only watch WNBA now. I think now. has been really yeah. good. I mean, I don't bet on NBA. I only bet on WNBA at this point. Uh, you didn't answer my question. We got Dallas tonight taking on, I think, L.A. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't answer it on purpose. Oh, okay. Um, so <clears throat> I didn't ignore. It. I I just I didn't care. Well, we can travel. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunist on this. Uh, so, anyways, going back to Tiofimo's father. Yeah. 
slowly but surely you can see it playing out right you can see it as as time goes on when is it going to come to a head and when is there going to be a dirty ugly separation and i'm telling you i'm telling you i feel the insides of that one and i i just it doesn't feel good to me because what happens in that conversation the post-fight interview they interviewed the dad in the ring too it was after like it went off the air and you have if we have espn plus covers they kind of do a little extra stuff right i'm watching it the dad was literally taking credit for the win as well. The dad said, "I don't. did you guys hear me? He goes, did you guys hear me in the corner? I told him to go out there in the seventh round and stop him. And what did he do? He stopped him. Did you guys hear me? He's like, he's like did you hear me? And I was like, dude, chill. This is your son. The mo- Being a father now, this is my thing. I think what happened was the dad is living vicariously through his son, but in a very negative way. Yeah. I think it's okay to live through your kids a little bit because you want to be happy for well, them. Not sure. live through them, but you're happy for them. But right? it's, it's a it's a, it's a glorified scale well, not glorified scale but it's a, it's a, a bigger scale of you know uh, uh baseball dads and football dads we're we're down in florida obviously so it's a big fo- it's a big football territory where we are when you get these uh pop warner kids these young kids he's playing flags and whatever else in the pads and you got the dads on the other side of the fence that aren't coaching by the way they're not actually sacrificing their time like we all have done they're over there living vicariously through their sons and or daughters. It depends if the daughters are playing, whatever sport it is. And, my gosh, it gets aggravating. Every sport is like this weekend, Trav, yeah. on the youth side. But Teofimo's a grown man at this point. He's he a is, grown man. man, professional. Was married and has a child. And He's yet, a grown adult. I just kind of – you you almost sense it. You almost sense it when you look at the face of Teofimo Lopez. Like, it's starting to get under his skin a bit. Yep. I think it's it's definitely serving as a distraction. And and I can tell a lot of emotional stuff's going on there too because TFMO was just married a year or so ago. Welcomed his first child. Mm. Now he's not. He's I don't even know if they're fully divorced, but I know they're not together because I felt a lot of that in the couple of the interviews. TFMO didn't really want to talk too much personally about it, but he's not with his wife anymore. They know that. So I, I just think that there's a lot of personal issues going on. Every great fighter has it. I remember Floyd Mayweather was like had a prison sentence of fr- not a prison but a jail sentence in front of him before he fought Juan Manuel Marquez. So like there's a lot of distractions. Good fighters get through that, right? Great mm-hmm. fighters get through that. So I'm not saying Tifa can't get through that, but I think long term it's different because it's his father. Yeah. Not his it's not his trainer. It's, it's his, his father. father. Yeah. I see a massive problem there in this specific instance. I remember there's a lot of father-son um, relationships that do work out sometimes, but there's bumps in the road for sure. But this one, I personally don't think is a healthy one emotionally, even physically. I don't know that I – don't, I don't actually agree the fact that I don't think that Tifomo's dad is getting the best out of Tifomo. I think if T- – maybe Tifomo's so absolutely talented that anybody – uh, a blind monkey could be coaching him right now, and he'd do okay. The kid's incredibly what talented. About a, what about a not blind monkey? <laughs> the not blind monkey? Maybe Tiafoma Lopez beats Cambosis. What, well, I don't know. What I will say this is we can try. And no disrespect to Pedro Campo, okay? He, he was he was ready to fight. No, he was no, a game fighter. But after the fight, a couple hours after the fight, next morning, when ESPN puts out, is Tiafoma already a top five in, in that weight class? Come on. Don't don't disrespect the other guys at that point. What I saw weekend travel was a guy that has speed still. Definitely is he's always kind of been smaller no matter what the weight class is, but he just he just didn't have that. It didn't feel like he had that 
power behind his he shots. He didn't have that one punch yeah. devastating so, But he was definitely quick. He was doing what he wanted. Yep. He was doing what he wanted, but it wasn't inflicting the same amount of damage that we typically see. Yep. If, it, if, it was, if this was in, down on the 135s or something like that, this fight would have been over in a couple rounds. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, he was like you could see the way he, he dropped a uh, Cambosis as well. Like later in that fight, like eighth or ninth round, yeah. which to carry that power later on like that is a phenomenal. It was a one punch knock. I think that Pedro Campa kept going forward. It was a barrage. Kept going. I think that Tiafoe Lopez had him with a barrage he of punches, break right him down. Yeah, yep, he did. And yep. Camp, to, to Campbell's credit too, though, he was one tough game opponent. Absolutely. He was a Manny Robles, the coach. Right. This is his first time with Manny Robles. Do you know who Manny Robles is? Mm-hmm. He's the coach who coached Andy Ruiz over Anthony Joshua. This guy, I could see a difference in Kempa. Nobody talks about it, but Kempa looked phenomenal, he actually, did. compared to like what he was supposed to do. That guy was, I think, in the first like four or five rounds, first four rounds, I think, of the fight against Lopez last night. I think Campo was coming back from each round, and I seen like confidence. And yeah, I was like, and I was, was like, building. Yeah, and I was like, Tufomo needs to like, and this is where. You, this is the difference. We, I talk about this a lot. This is the difference between good and great. It is. That good people will break after they've given their best to Campo. And Tiafomo was used to people falling earlier. And Tiafomo bit down, gritted down. was like, listen, I am great. And I'm going to come out there. And I'm going to break this guy down even more. And I'm going to do my absolute best. I'm going to keep coming and keep coming. And he got comfortable yep. and started tagging him. Yep. Busted his face up. Campo is a game opponent. Yep. Perfect opponent for Tio's fight back. But then it was what I love to see for Tiofimo is that, you know what? Then it became a Tiofimo fight. Then he got comfortable. Then you started seeing some of the fun in there. He was yeah. enjoying yep. himself. Not taking Pedro Campo for granted. I don't want to, we're not disrespecting Campo at all. But you started seeing just, you could, it was like a different guy in there. Yep. Almost a smile on his face. Yeah. Getting, even when he got popped, kind of giving a little smirk like, all right, yeah. I'm here. I'm with you. Yep. So that was the main event weekend, Trav. The distractions are going to persist with this guy. Yep. Who knows what the next step is? I don't know if he's going to continue to march through this. Uh, I mean, we had Oscar De La Hoya in the stands there. I had mentioned on uh, last week's episode that that's the rumors that Oscar De La Hoya is going to try to, you know, position Ryan Garcia for, for Tiafima Lopez. I, I just uh, still don't see that. Yeah. I don't I, see that. I don't either because at the end of the fight, when fighters get the microphone, they're, they get to call out certain opponents and things like that. Garcia wasn't even mentioned once. And to be fair... Oscar De Hoya even at the end, uh, or at the, when they interviewed him, he was like, they were asking him, hey, Tank or Tiafomo, and he was like, hey, they're both still on the, the table, blah, 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 which is fine. It's promoter talk for sure. Absolutely. But what I did like, though, I'm, I'm going to give your boy, and you don't like it, Ryan Garcia, some credit. When Oscar De Hoya came out and said, hey, we're moving on from Tank, and I'm going to go pursue Tiafomo Lopez, I'm going to be ringside. Ryan Garcia came up. out and said, hey, no, you're not. Nope. He yep. goes, I'm fighting Tank. Period. Make this fight happen. I freaking respect that. So I get chills. I can. I get a little. I get a little chills talking about that, dude. I got chills talking about that because I want to see that fight. Great you, fight. You heard it here first. Episode ninety three. Weekend Trav just got chills from Ryan Garcia and <laughs> and versus Tank Davis. Wow. Oh, those oh. fights. I like those oh, I fights. I thought it was though. a soap ad or something. <laughs> okay. So that was that was last night's ESPN Plus card out of Las Vegas. Victor's Tiafima Lopez as well as Xander Zayas both doing their thing, which they were supposed to. Heavy favorites going into those fights, uh, but definitely entertaining. Also, weekend trap. We we want to touch on this because it was in our backyard. At the Plaza Live in Orlando, same night, Saturday night. Uh, you could have seen this on Fight TV or the app. I know that's what we did. 
Undisputed, uh, Undisputed Promotions put on bragging rights in Orlando at the Plaza Live. Um, we couldn't go in person. However, we watched, and it was great. We, we both, bought the pay-per-view. We both bought the pay-per-view. $15 each. A pop. You guys so are welcome. There you go. There's, You're welcome. We're supporting still. We're supported in a different way, but overall, pretty entertaining. I would say, uh, uh, unfortunately for those added in attendance, you want to see the knockouts, but probably not every stinking fight. Every fight but the main event was a knockout of some sort. We want to highlight, uh, first and foremost, our friend Corey Marksman, who took care of business. Technically a second round TKO the guy gave up Quit in, the corner, in, in between the rounds. Second and third. But Corey Marksman was doing what he wanted to do against that guy. It was a matter of time. Yep. Game opponent, he, he wasn't backing down by any means, but Corey Marksman, he's just too skilled. Yeah, too smooth. I think that's his, yep. I think that's his uh, nickname is Corey Too Smooth Marksman. I think. I think so. I could be. I could be off. But the guy, listen, I, I liked watching Corey because he does have talent. The guy's super talented, um, and he's got skill for sure. But he's an entertainer. Yeah. I mean, his outfit was probably the best outfit <laughs> of the night. The kid was entertaining. You know, what I liked. I liked at the very end. They said something about his outfit. Something at the very end, and he said something about. Uh, Rick James. Oh, that he's a Rick James. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he said, I laughed because I'm like, you're too young for that. You don't know who Rick James it, is. But he did, and I liked it. He was entertaining. What does he move to? What is it? 5-0 and oh now? 6-0? 5-0. 5-0. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see, and I look forward to seeing him against, uh, uh, as the competition gets stiffer, what he puts yeah. forth in the ring. He's very skilled, like you mentioned. Yep. He has the makings here. I mean, it's He's sharp. Yep. He's sharp. He puts the work in. We see all of his streams and all everything he's doing. He's putting the work in. Yep. He's 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 another gym rat. I respect the hell yep. out of a guy that's going to live in a gym basically, and, and just work on his craft yep. day in day out. But you saw it in the ring. He imposed his will. Yep. Okay. And he was expected he was out, to. He I outclassed believe. that guy. He for sure. definitely outclassed. He brought home the W. Uh, second round. Uh, TKO. He was a co-main event on a Fight TV card. You know, in your fifth very pro fight. good, man. Pretty yeah. solid, man. Yeah, happy for that guy. Proud of that guy. He did. He did excellent out there. Uh, main event. We'll touch on real quick. That was Wesley Ferrer taking on Jason Velez uh, for these this random NBA defunct title that came out of nowhere uh that was unretired i don't even know what weight class it is um anything quick to say about that it was listen it was it was it was a pretty entertaining fight actually if you're the fans there you you liked it because the other fights ended in the first round so quick Corey's ended in the second round that fight went the distance which was eight rounds and i watched it it was very entertaining so yeah. i thought the fight was entertaining um the the correct decision was made yeah. wesley ferrer won that fight fair and square it was a majority decision one judge had it a draw i wasn't upset with that um the other two judges scored fair. it the exact same and i agreed with them it was a very fair decision yeah. um wesley ferrer is, is a solid game opponent and i think this fight was at 135 i believe which is a hot division and Corey marchman is right there too so I don't think Corey Marshman is far off from some of those guys as well. Those guys are, uh, I think he's 16 and one now. Uh, Wesley, Wesley Ferrer is. Yep. So Corey Marshman is not far off from those guys either. Uh, so I think it was a game opponent. Both guys came to win. It was it was entertaining. It was way more, to be fair, it was way more entertaining than the lead up fights. It was. Yeah. It and was more skilled. Both guys were very skilled, and that ring was small, by the way. It seemed a little small, but it seemed really but small. Listen, ring. I'm going to give props to the promotion company here because overall, they put an entertaining card together. They can't they can't control if guys are going to get knocked out. I think we had what seven fights on the whole thing. Um, you know, we were able to catch all of that. Uh, overall, I think just from schematics, everything looked good. I mean. 
mean, yeah. from, from our vantage point, I know they had some audio issues at the beginning. Big deal. That's what happens. It's technical stuff, yada, yada. But overall, we were pretty entertained with it. Um, and I think they mentioned either is it October. October. 8th or, or something November. Like that? I can remember. No, it was October for it was sure. October. Yeah. So they're going to do another show, I believe, here in Orlando again. Or they did not say. Uh, uh, yeah, it, I was. It's October eighth because that's a Saturday. Okay. So okay. I, somewhere, somewhere, some way, they're doing October eighth. I know on Fight TV, I believe. And uh, so the good thing about this weekend, Travis, is I could tell my wife I'm going to go to the un, uh, undisputed promotions event. Last time they had a card, it was over and the sun was out, basically out. And I'm just kidding; that's an over exaggeration. <laughs> um, but but overall, good good entertaining card. Uh, good job, guys, over at undisputed promotions. And of course, our man Corey Marksman bringing all the W. Congrats, Props brother. to you, buddy. Congrats, brother. If um, you followed our Instagram page. We were live feeding a lot of that stuff. We were yep. posting a lot of short videos of the main event, Corey Marksman's fight. We didn't post too much of the other fights because we, you know, we. We're trying to support local, but we didn't know anybody else there. But we, we, we supported the co-main event, the main event. We supported the whole car yeah. technically because we bought – we literally – me and B-Money, two different places. Ah. We bought individual each – we're not, we're not one of those leeches that shares emails and passwords. We bought our own. Yeah, we're, but maybe next time we probably should. We're men. Um, so, anyways, uh, if, you, if you haven't followed any of these guys on the socials, which reminds me, go follow us on our socials, at Wayne In with Travis Hartman, and you can find that in um, uh, Instagram. Instagram. Follow our Instagram. That. We update that thing regularly. Wayne In with Travis Hartman. We're everywhere. You can find that on Facebook. Yep. You can obviously our YouTube channel, which is if you're following us or seeing this video, right that's where that's at. Um, <clears throat> we can travel. Let's kind of shift gears here and, and go into the big boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I was shifting gears. Sorry. That's how you shift gears? No, but. You drive a Hummer, dude. And I drive with the right hand. They don't, you don't shift gears. So with I saw some Hummers are manual, but mine is actually automatic. So whatever. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so the big boys, we're talking the heavyweights. We have Alexander Usyk taking on Anthony Joshua this weekend on August 20th. DAZN, a 12-round bout, and it's for some hardware. Yeah, because and a lot and, of titles. And let's uh, and and I'll, I'll add a little commentary here, and I'll shut my mouth, and let you talk. And technically, it's for really the king of the mountain of this division because your boy Tyson Fury retired not not once. But now, twice, has retired. He just did on his birthday again, saying he's officially retired, officially again. On his birthday. Like, this. Uh, listen, Tyson Fury, this guy is a brilliant marketer. Correct. But you know what? Brilliant. We're not going to give him the love today. We're going to talk about these two guys because they're the ones that are putting everything on the line yeah. in Saudi Arabia this weekend on Saturday. For you Eastern Standard Time folks, that's at noon, by the way. I don't know if they fight exactly at noon. But different time zone. Yeah. Um, so this fight, so there's, for the average listener, there's four major world titles at heavyweight, okay? You have the IBF, the WBA, the WBO, and the WBC, right? Four major titles. Three of the four major titles are on the line with Usyk and Joshua. The only other one is WBC, which is what Tyson Fury owns. But technically, he's retired now. So technically, these guys are the king of the mountain, whoever wins this fight. Um, awesome fight, by the way. It's a Jedi, the Jedda Superdome, Hala in Saudi Arabia. I don't even know where it's at. It'd be cooler if it was a Jedi Superdome. I'm, yeah. a, I'm, I'm, a, big, I'm a big Star Wars guy. Yeah, weekend travel. I, I would have loved that. That's why I thought you'd love it, um, dude. Oh my gosh, I think that I'm gonna have to make a post later mm-hmm. on my prediction mm-hmm. because I I know that I picked Joshua to win the first one. Uh-huh. I bought into the hype of Anthony Joshua because the dude's very commercial. The dude's good-looking, charismatic, 
can fight as an Olympian as well and as a world champion. Mm-hmm. B money, uh-huh. pick Dusik, uh-huh. and so did one of my other friends as well, uh-huh. uh, Louis or Louis, Louis Salazar. And Usyk won the first one. Uh huh. And he did win. Yeah. Watch the fight. He won fair and square. I don't know who I'm picking right now. Interesting. Because I, I'll tell you right now, 100%, I'm going to tell you, I'm leaning towards Joshua because, okay, because I think that in that first fight, when Joshua actually was letting his hands go and throwing, because he was such a bigger guy, he was doing damage. Usyk, by far, is the more talented, the smarter fighter. Mm. Um, all of that. He has all of that. But Anthony Joshua had the size. He does got, he does got ability, obviously. He's a big guy. He's Olympian. He knows how to box. Yeah, former champion. But I think Let's he's not a little, 100%. Yeah. But I think he's a little slower yes. than a guy like Usyk because Usyk's coming up in weight. But what did throw me off a little bit is I just saw Usyk. Me and you both, we brought it up last episode, I think it was. This guy's put on some weight, and this guy looks really good. Like he, and if I'm not wrong, right, Usyk's from, from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So he's fighting for a little more now. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel I like just, you have just sold yourself against your own pick. I know. So you're, gonna, so you're telling the audience listening at home, if, you've listened, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, you're telling us that you're going to have a prediction video probably on what, Thursday or Friday for us? Oh, yeah. I won't do one, I won't okay. do one before this post. For sure. Okay. Because I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to try my best to get some inside knowledge. Right. To figure out what's going on in these training camps. I just, here's the deal. I want to know where Anthony Joshua's head's at. That's what I want to know. Well, because <clears throat> he, by the way, is undefeated in rematches when he loses. Well, what I could tell you right now, Usyk is a minus 210 favorite. Anthony Joshua being a plus 170. Vegas is leaning towards Usyk. It's yeah. leaning towards, I'm just kind of going off of the props and stuff like this, looking like a, gosh, 10 and a half rounds is even even bet. So, it's, I mean. It's going 12. It's Nobody's going, getting stopped. Who knows? Who knows? So, right now, it looks like the smart, quote-unquote, smart money is saying Alexander Usyk. So, yeah. I don't know. We can drive. We shall Maybe see. Maybe I can make some people some money because Maybe. if I end up going for the underdog, which I'm close to it, I'm, listen, and this is this is the emotional aspect of picks that get me sometimes, because I look at Joshua and I'm like, this guy is good, but this guy's been upset. I'm like, has Eddie Hearn and his own boxing tricked me? Have they promoted specifically towards a guy like me? It's their because job. It is, and I know, and I'm telling you that the the bureaucrats of boxing are really good. Mm. They are. Mm. They can they can convince the best. Yeah. So. I don't know yet, but I'm telling you right now, I'll give you I'll give you two sides of the story. I'll give you how Joshua wins. I'll give you how Usyk wins. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. Joshua wins by imposing his size, which he did a little bit in the first fight because he lost the decision, by the way. He didn't get dominated. One of the scorecards was 115-113, which means it was seven rounds to five. That judge's scorecard was one round from being a draw. Okay. Thought that was a little close. The one sixteen one twelve was probably more fair for sure, but when Anthony Joshua imposed his will and put Usyk on the defensive because Usyk had to win. When Joshua was throwing, Joshua's got a big, strong, heavy jab. Okay, he does. When he uses that and backs up Usyk, he's gonna beat Usyk. Hmm. If he can back Usyk up with a heavy, strong step forward jab, hold, mm-hmm. jab, jab, right, hold. 
a boring Klitschko type of fight. But the Klitschkos were great. Hmm. They were. They're Hall of Famers. They will go down as Hall of Famers for sure. They're former heavyweight champions of the world for like 10 years. Vladimir was. So if Anthony Joshua can do that, effectively use your size, use your jab, Uh hold Usyk because Usyk fights on good angles on the inside. Uh He's a shorter, faster guy. You put him on the inside, he's going to tear Joshua apart because he can. So Joshua, keep him on the outside. Use your jab. One twos, hold, spin, keep the fight in the middle of the ring. Okay. Now, on the exact opposite end of that, Usyk, you know that that's what Joshua needs to do. Get around his jab, get on the inside, stay busy. I know that Usyk is putting on weight, but I don't like it because I don't think Usyk needs it. I think Usyk needs to do the same thing he did in the first fight. Get inside his jab, do work on the inside. When you get on the inside, don't let him wrap you up. Punch, 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 move. Punch, 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 move. And don't let Joshua land his jab. Mm-hmm. Slip it, move it. Usyk fights good in angles. He's a very good angle puncher. He has good, great angles, especially for a heavyweight. So if Usyk can use his angles, can use his boxing ability, can use his smarts, he beats Anthony Joshua again. But I don't think Usyk has to change a lot because what you did worked. It'll work again. But if... Anthony Joshua can establish that jab and just be the bigger man. He wins the fight. Interesting take, Weekend Trav. So we'll know a little bit deeper your thoughts in the next video, which will be the prediction video for this heavyweight clash. Coming up this weekend on Zone, August 20th. It will be midday, folks. Keep that in mind because it's in Saudi Arabia. This is a 12-round uh, clash between the two. There's also another card. We don't have all the details about that later on in the evening, a typical traditional uh, time frame. And I don't even know what service is on. But a couple couple names that we might know. We saw him last night at one of the shows. We had uh, Nico Ali Walsh. Right, ESPN Plus. Yeah, so he's fighting on ESPN Plus as well that evening. So different card. There's a few other guys. I think um, – I love it when we can get boxing literally all day long. Yeah, it's- yeah. Freaking awesome, man. And uh, who else is fighting that card? See. I don't know that it was anybody like big, big. like. Callum Smith is also on, I believe he's on the uh, Saudi Arabia card, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, folks. Don't hold me to that. But there's a lot of fights. Badu Jack is fighting. Um, so just some, some names that some folks might know of. Uh, then we also have, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Holyfield's son. Evan Holyfield's fighting as well. On the zone uh, card. I don't know if it's on the zone card we can try. Don't quote me on that, but I'm just saying in totality of the day, okay. uh, different sources. But the main thing on the zone midday is going to be that heavyweight bash, and we'll have uh, more details later in the week prior to Saturday. Weekend Trav's pr- official prediction video on who he thinks is going to take it. And uh, Weekend Trav, I'm just going to go ahead and give you my prediction now because people tune in for yours. I know what you're going to predict. Though I have a better gambling record currently yeah, than right. you on this stuff. you bet on the WNBA. I know. And Why I do. are you such a fan? They need at least 30 of us, okay? <laughs> it's so funny that you are betting on WNBA and bringing attention to that because you, Listen. Are, you are the biggest non-WNBA fan. Listen, alive. you know who's failed? You know who's failed them? You know who's failed women's sports? Who's failed WNBA women's team sports? You know who's failed them? Who? Women. Yep. I, you know, I, so I I'm agree, picking actually. up I'm picking up women's slack and I'm supporting women's team sports including the WNBA. Something nobody wants do to say, not, and B-Money just said it. Do not ask me to name more than – don't ask me to name one team. Don't ask me to name more than one player other than Brittany Griner, and I only know her because she's you know living it up in Russia right now. Not good. Oh, no, behind bars. Uh, so, anyways, we can travel. My prediction for this, I th- I'm going to take Alexander Usyk again. Um, it's going to go the distance. Okay. 
I don't. I'm not gonna say, but he's gonna get the decision. I can agree a hundred percent on that. I think this fight one hundred percent goes the distance. I think it goes the distance, and I think it gets sloppy in the last two. Could be fair. So that's my prediction. But tune into his prediction video coming out separately from this, and that will be later this week. Just follow us on YouTube or wherever else you're catching us. It'll be my first prediction video in a while. Too. It'll be the first one in a while. But it's also, it's an important one though. But also, once again, check us out on the socials because you're going to get a lot more info throughout the week as we're reposting things from uh, other boxing sources as well and other affiliate partners of ours. But I would be remiss if I did not thank TH Boxing, IF Enterprises, and Goldstream Financial uh, for being our media uh, uh, partners on this these episodes episode 93 also weekend trav i know we're running a little long today because we've had a lot to talk about that's what she said that we've had a lot to talk about gosh that's the worst conversation (laughs) when when you get home and they're like hey we need to talk we got a lot to talk about oh the we need to talk is you're done I actually want to go some, strap in. I want to go somewhere and 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 pop. Uh, no, I can't say that because then we'll get banned. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> anyways, today we're drinking. Tonight we're drinking Elijah Craig Barrel Proof Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Okay, so we've 12 had twelve years old. We've had Elijah Craig before, but not this one. We've had like the basic standard Elijah Craig. This is folks Barrel Proof. This is the Mac da- the real daddy. Hundred percent. The, this is the Elijah the smack, Craig daddy. Does the smack you on the ass call you or daddy? Or, I don't know. I kind of screwed that up. Yeah, you did. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so we can we trap. We know this is the Mac daddy, though, period. Very solid. We want to thank, once again, our friends over at Wine Regions in Claremont. Uh, they have all your spirits and beer and wine needs are there. We picked this up as well as a couple other bottles we'll get to in the, in the weeks ahead. Uh, but they uh, definitely hooked us up there. Good dudes. As always. Yeah, yeah. Lewis and Frankie, yep. who also own Roasted Spirit and Hagen yep. O'Reilly's uh, Winter Garden, uh, Claremont area. Yep. But this Elijah Craig Barrel Proof 1789 Straight Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey. We are back on our bourbon trail again. This is also 12-year aged, guys. And like, that's this for, is legit stuff. And that's for you, Dale. That's for you, Dale. <laughs> You're always asking us. He does. Uh, <clears throat> we love you, Dale. So uh, I'll, I'll just go to get my rating uh, before you, which is out of the ordinary. Zero to ten boxing gloves, weekend trap. I'm going to give this – hold on a second. Let me do this again. What are we tasting here? Hmm. This one doesn't have a uh, – it doesn't give me a cheat sheet. 7.2. 7.2. That's mine. That's, you know what? That's I enjoy really it. Solid. That's high for me. It is. And I'm going to go 7.3, actually. Okay. I was – I was already thinking that. That's so that's where we're seven at. two five seven point two five boxing gloves out of ten. Uh, that is the rating for Elijah Craig Barrel Proof Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Um, delicious, folks. As always, uh, we'll tell you. We'll be honest with you. If there's something we don't like, we're going to tell you. Yeah, there no, hasn't been I many. Mind, I don't mind this. There, there's, you know, you know the one that we both agreed on. It was that not we didn't a real like. bourbon, but it was a whiskey. Was uh, Conor McGregor's proper twelve? But we're Garbage. still talking about it. Garbage. And we end up drinking a lot of it, though. And but we're still talking about it, so our tens and tens of listeners are out there buying we're that stuff. We're just we're appealing to the UK followers. We love you guys in the United Kingdom. Very true. Um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> that being said, we can trav. We did that. That was the third topic. That was the fourth topic. Final B-money. thoughts. Look at be money, all professional and everything. Now, I wouldn't call. I wouldn't use that word to, to <laughs> describe me in this state. But final hey, thoughts. Final thoughts. Professional boxing in Orlando, Florida, is still growing. Yep. still going we've got tv here 
every every event we've been to, almost almost every event has been Bally Sports TV, uh, Fight, Fight TV, TV yeah. which are all pretty big networks for TV and boxing now. So I think Orlando boxing is still growing, and I still think what I said a while ago. I think Orlando can can become the mecca of the boxing world. At least the region, I would say, the southeast region. Uh, Vegas, <laughs> listen, Vegas and it. New York are still pretty We're going to get it. Listen, um, we're trying. We're going to do it. Real quickly, my final thought. August 21st, which is a Sunday here in Orlando at the Caribe Royale, Entrobox, I believe, is, mm-hmm. is putting on another event. Uh, we That's the event we went to last Box month. Box Lab Promotions. Box and Lab Promotions and Entrobox uh, over there at the Caribe Royale in Orlando. You can find your tickets. Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster, or reach out to us. We'll put you in contact with a couple yep. fighters so you could so you can get the tickets through them. Uh, just because yep. I think that just makes the most sense. It does uh, for, for sure. everybody. Giovanni Estella is fighting. Adrian uh, Pinero is fighting. We've said this multiple times leading up to these episodes. We've talked about local Orlando boxing. We will be there. We will be ringside. Diesel's fighting. Diesel's, Diesel's coming fighting back Derek from Jackson. Vegas to fight. Yeah, yeah, and he's been training in Vegas. So yeah. there's a lot of. Uh, Solid fights are going to happen. I think the main event is Kenneth Sims, I believe. So that's going to be going to be some good fights. It's going to be a good studded event, star-studded event there here locally. That's a Sunday. That's this coming weekend, Sunday, August twenty-first. It is a Sunday. Remember this. We enjoy all of our boxing on Saturday, which is the the fight, the heavyweight boxing fights, yep. and the ESPN fights Plus, ESPN yep. Plus, and then we get a Sunday day. We get dessert on Sunday. Live, yeah. guys hitting each other as dessert. Yes. Uh, so that's my final thought. Uh, Weekend Trav, that's going to be it. Thank you so much to all of our subscribers and followers. If you are not yet doing so, please do. Uh, go ahead and check that box below. Hit the bell icon on YouTube if you want to be notified next time we drop something such as uh, uh, um, you know, a, a, a video about the upcoming fight. A prediction video. A, prediction one, video. a one-on-one in this corner video. Anything. Look all for these our things. page. So uh, appreciate all the support and everybody. And uh, as always, I am... No, I don't do it that way. Mm-mm, I say mm-mm. that is weekend traff. That there is B Money, aka producer. That's all. That's he all. He does everything. Okay. Fine. God bless. Hold <laughs> <Hunter. laughs>